welcome to the Chill Mom Boss Show, and I'm your host today, Michelle Hon. I mean, give me a raise of hands. Give me a raise of hands, real high. Even if you're like, you know, working with your kids right now, and you feel like you have a product, you have content, you have service that you want to get out there, but you just can't find your customer. You mm. don't know where to find them. You don't know how to raise, um, reach these people. If so, you'll be a very happy listener today because we have with us Eric Fung, branding specialist and <laughs> motivational speaker. And today he's gonna um help us help moms um how to use social media to find the dream customers and grow their online influence. Are we excited? So before I take it any further, welcome, Eric. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, um, thank you so much for coming on. Um, so yeah, so tell me about your stories. Um, you know, I, I read a, a bit about yourself, how growing up you were shy, scrawny, <laughs> self-conscious. And then for 32 years, your friend actually called you Mr. Invisible. And That's right. That's my best friend, actually. Like, do you like that? So like um, that, that, you know, it's just fading in the backgrounds kind of feeling back then? I think nobody wants to fade off in the background, right? We are programmed to, to stand out and to fight for our self-identity. But um, I guess when I was younger, there was no mentor. So I, I kind of accept the fact that that's my lot. And, um, but ironically, I wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> so even though I, I, I fit in but, uh, uh, and not stand out, I wanted to teach because uh, I've been very impacted by a lot of my teachers. Unfortunately, um, when I entered the teaching industry, so I chose to teach adults. So I was in a corporate training market. Uh-huh. I realized that it was a it was a very brutal market. I mean, I, I used to think it's a very positive market, and it, it is. But it's also brutal because if you are young, you are not experienced, you have not achieved much. You know, you have nothing on your belt. Then people are going to question your credibility, which is perfectly normal. So I remembered a lot of times when I come to a class. Uh, there will always be people who raise their hands and are like, uh, are you the assistant? <laughs> or how old are you? <laughs> I remember one lady even said in Mandarin, right? Uh, she said, yento So the amount of salt that uh, uh, she eats, it's more than the rice I eat, implying that I was extremely young. And in my head, I was thinking like, if you eat so much salt, wait, wait you die of kidney failure. <laughs> That's in my head, in my head. Right? Right. But it was, it was quite tough because... Um, Credibility was a major issue. Uh, I even seek advice from professional speakers and they say, you're too young, you know, maybe you should like um, go out there, do some stuff and then come back again. So I was very close to giving up and and going back to IT. I was actually a computer science major. Ah. So uh, yeah, so but I had one mentor. So I said, you know, sometimes all you need is just one mentor to change your life. Like what you are to all your community, you are that mentor to them. And that mentor of mine, Ron Kaufman, he was an international speaker, super sought after. He gave me one advice and it was a life career changing advice. He said to me that no one will ever value you unless you are somebody. No one will ever value you unless you are somebody. And I I realized it's true because if you are nobody, even your words of wisdom sounds like, you know, but when you are a, when I say, it's like, (laughs) and if you are a somebody, then even your sounds like words of wisdom. That is true. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I, nobody tell me that in school, right? I always thought that if you step up, people will listen to you. No, no, no. Mm. People are going to look at you first because people buy people and they're going to go like, do I even know this person? Do I like this person? Do I even respect this person? Because if the answer is no, I'm not going to listen. Your words, your words have no weight. 
So that was uh, uh, one of the changing points of my life because I started asking the right question, which is, yeah. how do I start positioning myself as a somebody in the area that I want to be known for? which is communications back then. So I, I think it's the same question that all moms out there who's listening to this need to ask yourself. That before you even rush uh, to promote your products or services, you've got to ask yourself, first of all, you know, who are your dream customers? Because if your dream customers don't know you, don't like you, don't respect you, then they're not going to be open to your influence. Mm-hmm. And that's the starting point for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and that's always the gap, right? Like, okay, mm. I want to become somebody and then to becoming somebody. That that gap is the, I say it was like the hardest, hardest model that you need to wait. It's true. And, and you see, the, the best part is that there are two things. Number one, social media accelerate things. That, mm. that's, the, that's the best part. So if you're good at what you do, it accelerates, right? And if you know how, how the different native language of each platform works, like you know how Facebook works, you know how mm. Instagram works, then you're able to get people to see a lot of your stuff in a very short amount of time, even mm. without running ads. So it's about understanding the, the native language of the social media platform. But mm. before I address that, I want to address another thing. Imagine your level of influence is zero to 10. If your influence is at a five, you're going to start attracting customers whose knowledge level is five and below. Yeah. Sometimes you might accidentally attract a six and a seven, but if you don't buck up and go level up, then you're going to lose them. So who cares if you are at one? Because you're just going to attract people who are less than one. And they are. I mean, even if I just say 0.1% of Singapore, right? If let's say you're playing the Singapore market, it's still a lot of customers. So it's re- influence is relative. Yeah, so stop comparing yourself with the people out there and, and, and work on your own sphere of influence. Yeah, that's very true. I always tell my student that you don't need to be like the number one expert in your field. You just have to be two years, five years ahead of who you are well trying said. to talk to. Um, when I first wrote my book, I mean, like, I'm no expert in, in, you know, early motherhood and pregnancy, but I've been through two pregnancy. I think I'm at least a little bit knowledgeable than people <laughs> who have not had any. Exactly. As simple as that. So, okay, great. Um, okay, go on. Next, next step. We want to well, learn so, immediately so, from so you. Then, so, okay, define <laughs> your dream customers. Um, yeah, so how number do you one, find that? You find your dream customers and, and the best way to find your dream customers is to look at your existing customers. Go ask yourself out of all the existing customers that you already have, who's your favorite one, right? And uh, uh, find that person. So out of that, maybe the 100, you pick about 10% of them who are your favorite customers that you want more of them, right? And then you start studying them and you profile them into bullet points. Like, you know, are they, are they male or female? Um, you know, are they of a certain age group? Do they share a certain profession, similar interests, similar values? There is a pattern. There is a pattern in terms of your demographics. Um, you know, and, and the thing I want to highlight to you is a lot of times when people do profiling, they tend to look into, oh, the income bracket or like mm-hmm. uh, the education background. Now, you, you, you do not want to use that because that's called demographics because mm-hmm. you, social media doesn't work that way. You know? Social media is not going to help you find, uh, unless you run an ad, right, how much money they make. But, if you think about it, social media talks about social behavior. So, so you need to start thinking about their behaviors, right? Who do they hang out? What groups do they usually go to to get information? Who are some people that they follow, personalities that they like? Uh, what's important to them? And what kind of content do they naturally gravitate towards? So these are more useful questions uh, for a couple of reasons. Because if I know who my customers follow, I'm going to go follow the same person so that I can attract the same followers as well because 
birds of the same feather flock together. Number two, if that personality is doing so well in attracting your kind of customers, I think it's time to learn and model. There must be something that a person has done right. Go model after it, put in your own style, put your own spin, and then you can increase your size. Yeah, that's something that I teach in my program and we call it identifying your ideal customer avatar. And so, okay, once you identify your ideal customer avatar, using social media, then how do I reach out to them? Uh, So the way to reach out, there are two ways to reach out, right? There are two skills you need. You need content creation skills or you need chit-chatting skills. Mm -hmm. So we talk about an easier one first, chit-chatting. And I I tell you something, chit-chatting is one of the most undervalued skills right now while we're all stuck at home, right? Mm. So so let's let's give an example, okay? Um, Maybe we talk about Michelle. Michelle, who would be your dream customer? Oh, my dream customer right now are moms who um, they, 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 they're struggling between, you know, um, they, they've started a business, but they haven't grown it. It's, mm. it's pretty similar to what, who we were talking to right now, right? My, yeah. my audience who would be like, they have started a home business, but it hasn't really making money. Um, they have not reached enough customers. They, they don't know what to do. They don't know what they don't know, isn't it? When someone who has started a business and never had a mentor before. So, yeah. Mm. So, I got some keywords, right? I think about young mummies. I think about uh, mom who are entrepreneurs, right? Mm. So, let's say I go Facebook. Mm. Then in Facebook, the way to find your customer is through this thing called Facebook groups. Mm. So, I'm going to just do some Google uh, researching, right? And I'll search, let's say, young mummies, mm. right? And then the minute I join a group, I have access to all their members, and then when I have access to their members, all right, you can go through the list. Usually I'll go, uh, Facebook is very good. They would suggest members who have similar interests with you. So if you have been following other entrepreneurs, then naturally Facebook will notice that and they will flush it up. That's why I say Facebook is not, it's not a bad thing that Facebook know a lot about you. It makes your oh, life yeah. a lot easier. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And then number two, uh, Facebook also highlight to you who are the people that just joined the group. And then you go through that, make sure that they, they look like a mummy, right? And, uh, and that they are an entrepreneur. Like, it's easy to do that because you just jump into their profile. You can look at the top three posts unless it's private. And then let's say they look like the kind of customer that you're trying to go after. I'll friend them. So I'll add friend, right? But there is a one more step that many people missed out. I need to put them into a friend list. So if you, let's say, uh, am I, are you able to let me share screen? If you can let me share screen, I can do a quick demonstration. Um. I'm, oh, I'm I actually sure. can do it. I, I see it here. Why don't you teach me how to do that? Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, oh, actually, oh, yeah, I, I'm in already. Oh, there you okay. go. Awesome. Great. So, okay, let's see. Uh, let's say we go Facebook. Okay. I love so you to, Can you see my screen? Okay, great. Now, so then what you do is you go in here. Let's say I'm looking for mummies, okay? And then I'll put Singapore, right? Let's say I want to go after the Singapore market. Yeah. So you go in. And then there is this very new group called 2020 SG Mummy, right? So it's a, and how you know if it's a good group, it's, it's 60 posts a day. Now, but the, the problem is these are mummies who are expecting babies. So I'm not too sure if it's your kind of market because they're probably very attached or very busy, um, uh, um, you know, going through the labor. Yeah. Um, but let's say, for example... This could be you know, the right market for my book, though. Ah, okay. So let's, let's yeah. imagine we go yeah, with that, right? That's where I go. Like all the SG uh, so, Mummy so I, I would join a group. And then the, after I joined the group, right? Uh, mm. By the way, there's 2019 as well. So which means that these kids are all one year old right now. Yes. Which is great also, right? So mm. let's say I joined the group and I will have access to all their members. Now, obviously, I, I haven't joined a group yet. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll pick one that I don't, have to, I don't have to join. Let's say we join this on Mommy Support Group. Oh, okay. So let's say I go to bed. Let's say I, I joined the group already, okay? Now, you will, on the left-hand side, you will see members. And then you click members. 
and then you'll see all the different like moderators, friends who are already there. There you go. Members with things in common with you, right? Ah. And then members living in Singapore, members new to the group. Okay, let's say let me go after members who are in Singapore, right? So because I'm going after, uh, let's say, mummies. So I'm going to go after Samantha and I'll, I'll check whether she's married. And, and I mean, obviously, nobody's, some people will put that they're married or yeah. they have kids. So you, you still have to go in and look at it. But it's like going to a networking event, except that it's at the comfort of your home. Then you add friend. Then the minute you add friend, there is this drop-down box that says add to another list. You click here and you save all of them into a name of a list, which is maybe potential customers. So like for me, I'll just put their raving fan base because they're part of my, they're, they're going to be potential uh, fans of mine. They are basically my warm leads. Now, I tell you something cool that, that is going to happen. You just keep doing that. And every day, all you need to do is just go to your friend list here, right? On your homepage, click on it. And then you scroll down, look up after the list called raving fan base, which is here. Then everyone who accepts my friend request will end up here. And all their Facebook updates will be consolidated by Facebook into one single page for me to easy browsing. That's amazing. I never yeah. knew that's a list that I could... Oh, there are so many hacks. This is one. I'm scratching the surface. There's so many other things you could do with Facebook. Oh my God. Sometimes it's because we don't know the platform well enough, so we don't know what we can use. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you do that. But you see, you've got to be friendly. You cannot just add them. They, they will not know they've been added in a list. It's, it's mm. your own private list. But mm. uh, you, uh, there was they one... They know they're friends with you though, right? Uh, well, they, have, they are not friends yet, but the minute they, they accept your friend, they will end up in that list. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, but one of the things I will also do is, uh, just now I think I added some, uh, let's say, uh, uh, you need to do this. Let's say I add friend, okay? Let's say I add the, uh, let me, okay, let me just randomly add this, let this add this, huh? Now, then I add to the list, right? Then I will go here, I'll go to his profile. Oh, just one more step, message him, right? Be human, right? This will increase your chance of them accepting you. Hey, Simon. I got to know you from what group? Ah. Okay. Uh, look forward to connect with you. So you must do this. Otherwise, you're spamming. Right? So, right. so it makes it human. So that's your initial point of contact. And remember this, that um, the minute you add them, they are here. The first, the easiest way to start getting in touch with them is going through their, being interested in their life and start commenting on their post. Start uh, liking their post and start, you know, if they are mummies, they'll probably share a lot of their mummies' journey. Uh, they're probably going to share their entrepreneurship journey. So this way, you can already contribute your insights, your ideas. Not product selling. Your yeah. job is to give value. Mm. Be, the key is to be helpful either by sharing insights or to be helpful by you know, offering your point of view that perhaps is similar to that person's point of view. Because people like people who are like them. So if they're going through some problems right now with their kids, you know, it'd be nice to hear your, your story to say that, hey, I've been through that. I'm still going through that. You know, we, we can do this. Or if you have been through it and you came out stronger, then, hey, you know what? I've been through this. Uh, empathize. Here's, here's my thoughts. When you do that, you are catching their attention. And right. that's how they'll start to notice you more. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Then they'll be curious to come to your profile to check you out on that. And what that's where your content is. comes in. Okay. And, um, you know, to, to, I want to I highlight something to you that um, uh, having a lot of followers is vanity. Mm. 
Because, um, you know, a lot of you would think that, oh, I need 10K followers. No, you don't need that many. Uh, yeah. There's a magic number to sales. You know, in sales, right, in the offline world, we believe the number is 1031. So you approach 10 people, they are your 10 uh, leads, and you end up getting three appointments, three prospects mm-hmm. that you, you have appointments with, you close one. Now, mm-hmm. but in the online world, the sales process is slightly longer because people are skeptical. So the, the process is 120-10. All right. Now, so, so why, why 120 and 10? So you start off with 100 curious followers. And I've just showed you how you do that, right? You go to yeah. the groups or you go to the Instagram hashtag pages to, to catch their attention and they'll follow you. The minute they do that, they're curious followers. So they only give you one thing, which is they're giving you a little bit of their attention. Your job is to convert them into active community, to bring them into your community. Now, your community is built outside social media platform. So you don't, don't bring them to your Facebook group because then you're still in the same Facebook ecosystem and that's not going to do you well. Reason is because uh, Facebook ultimately is an advertising platform. So if you're not going to pay money, Facebook is not going not to let you have so much reach and so much uh, um, views. So that's the reason why if you post things on a page, a Facebook page, for example, you get less than 1% reach. Yes. Which means if you have 100 followers, you're at most only one person seeing your post. If you're on your profile, it's a little bit better. It's about 10% depending on how active you are. So I always recommend my mentees that um, after, after you, every 100 followers, you need to convert 20 of them to join you in either your Telegram, your email list, or into your WhatsApp broadcast. So you take them outside a, a, a non-social media platform that gives you 100% push rate. Meaning to say that if I send a text on WhatsApp, I guarantee you'll receive it. But if I post something on Facebook, there's no guarantee you'll receive it. Now, so, so the important part right now is now we know how to get our followers, right? We can easily get 100, yeah? But how do I get 20 of them to give me the telephone numbers, to give me their email address uh, so that I can stay in touch with them on the phone, which is mm-hmm. where the sales begins. The sales doesn't begin on social media because it's called social media, not sales media. The sales mm-hmm. is here, right? So now, how do you turn your followers into members? The keyword is trust. You need to build trust. And in order to build trust, there are three components. Number one is familiarity. So for example, right, if I'm going to keep interacting with Michelle, we're going to be friends. Why? Because there's a Chinese saying, mm-hmm. so that means the more interactions I have with you, the stronger our relationship will be. Mm-hmm. So the beauty of social media is that you can have passive interaction. Like while you're sleeping right now, every single content that you produce, it's like a mini Michelle that is going out there building a relationship with her potential followers. So, so number one is familiarity. Yeah? You need to make sure that you keep interacting with them. The magic number is four to six times. So the yeah. probability of closing a sale goes up to 80% at the fourth to the sixth interaction. So mm. if I'm going to sell something to this follower, I need to make sure I interact with that person online or offline, doesn't matter four to six times. Mm. So through chit-chatting will be one way. Through engaging with their content is another way. And obviously through producing your own content, which is what we're doing right now, right? So that's familiarity. Mm. But there's a second piece, likability. Because people buy people first, right? So you need to yeah. be likable. And I tell you, this is the, this is the one I want to spend a little bit more time. Because I know many people will say, come on, Michelle, you're great on a camera, right? You have amazing, colorful personality. You're going to draw crowds. It's true. But that's because Michelle is using her assets. 
And I'm asking you guys to use your assets. So instead of going out there and saying, I can't be Michelle, I can't be Eric, I can't be all these people. No, 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 no one's asking you to be them. Mm. We're asking you to be more of yourself. Mm. Right now, how, how do you do that? It starts with a very important question to ask, which is you've got to go to your existing customers, your favorite customers, not just existing, but favorite customers. And you ask them, what makes me attractive to you? What makes me stand out from all the other people that you could have buy from, but you chose to buy from me? Because people are buyers. People have a certain taste, a certain style. And you need to go where you're celebrated. So I'm not going to try to be my competition. I'm going to try to be more of the attractive part of me that draws that kind of customers to me. Because the more I step in into my, my uniqueness, the more I'm going to attract the kind of followers and customers that I want. So the best way is actually go talk to your customers. The best one. Don't talk to the lousy customers. Talk to the, your best customers, even if it's just one of them, and ask them, what makes me stand out? What makes me attractive? And take note of keywords that, they, that they've given you and organize the keywords into five themes. So I call it the me five strategy. That means you pay attention to what are some of the words that keep coming up mm. and that's something that people love you for and you need to double down on that. So for example, um, I, I did that yesterday as an experiment, as a demonstration, right? So I said, um, wh- why do you follow me and why do I stand out? And one of the things that, that come out a lot is, oh, because you're very positive as a person. So that's great, right? So positivity is what attracts my best fans. Therefore, I need to double down on being positive. Mm-hmm. But does that mean that I'm not negative? No, I am negative. I'm a human being. It's just that I don't show this aspect of myself on social media because I've decided that social media is not my diary. Social media is a platform for me to build my business. It's a very important distinction. And so I double down on that. And then I'll attract more of my followers who love positivity, which also means that they complain less. Yeah. I love that. Yep, yep, yep. That's just definitely true because uh, people always say, oh, then if, if I attract somebody else, um, ICA over to my side, then, but why would they follow me? They're already following someone else, but that's not true. Like if they eventually do come to you, that's because there's something about you that's appealing well to these people, right? Well okay, said, yeah. So I want to like go back and ask you like, you know how you were like sending out, um, private chats to people and say, hey, um, I got to know you through XXX group. And then they say, hey, reply, hey, uh, what? And then how do you follow up from that? What else do you So uh, I would actually look at their top three posts and I will ask a question relating to one of the posts that I have an interest in. Mm. Notice I I have condition. I have an interest in. So if someone's going to start doing their bonsai plants, not going to ask them any questions about plants because I don't (laughs) like vegetables. I don't like plants. I don't like greenery. So I will look for something that I have in common with that person yeah. and then I will go. Now, or you, so that's a, a, a common interest. Mm. Or it could be really just asking yourself, what do people care about these days? I mean, the only thing that's in our mind right now is COVID-19, right? Mm. Uh, it's about staying home. So I think the most basic conversation right now is how's life at home? Right? Uh-huh. How's COVID-19 doing for you? Mm. So, so all these are, are great questions. But just understand that whenever you have a conversation with people, you have a goal. You see, because if you have no goal, then we don't know where the conversation is going. That's why people are struggling. My goal in a conversation is two. Number one, my goal is to establish common ground with you. So, so I, I call it the 3C, okay? Mm. So number one is I'm going to collect information. Mm. So I want to find out what you like. I want to find out, you know, what, what are your goals? Uh, I want to find out, you know, what, what's important to you. 
Now, obviously, I can't find that out in one conversation, but the end goal is to find out, you know, your, your passion. I call it PPVV, your passion, yeah. Yeah. Uh, your pain, your value, your vision. So my job is to collect information. But once I collect one piece of information, I would try to connect with you by creating common ground with you. So like, for example, me and Michelle, obviously, I'm not a mom. I'm single. So, so I, I have no idea what is it like to be a father, right? Um, but I'm, I'm sure both of us, we are teaching. So I would yeah. probably ask her, hey, Michelle, how do you get started in this whole career? Mm. Because that would be a topic that I'm pretty sure we have a lot of sim- similar sentiments. So that is connection. And yeah. then the last piece is find a way to contribute. So as I'm listening to Michelle and having conversation, I will ask her as, you know, what, what's a project you're working on right now? Mm. Um, or what's a big challenge that you're facing right now? Mm. And then I see if I can help her. And you don't have to help the person based on your expertise, right? It could be, oh, I can introduce a friend to you. Uh, oh, Michelle, you're launching a book. I have a friend who is in the radio and TV. I can link you up. You know, I'm sure you want to interview you. Just be helpful because there's a lot of good karma that you're building uh, on social media. And even if, if the person's not going to do anything for you, it doesn't matter because, you know, it feels good when you give someone a, a flower, right? Because your hand smells good anyway. So I give you a flower. Michelle doesn't give me back the flower, but my hand still smells good. That's how I look at the world. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, so don't come from the point of view like, oh, I just gave Michelle something. How can she never give me anything? Then you're back into this conniving, very dark self. And, and we all have that. We just got to understand that that's not how the world works. Mm-mm. And like, I, I like that you we're really just being authentic here, trying to make connection and not just like, hey, how are you doing? And then the next thing is like, you know, sometimes I get these sort of messages oh, and they're like, yeah. um, have you heard of, you know, some MLM brand? And you're like, oh my God, they're out to sell me, right? Wrong. <laughs> oh, you do not try to close in the chat. Too soon. Just Too get soon. to know them first, right? Yes. Uh, I, I, I'll give you a fun analogy. Uh, do you know this movie called Rocky? Rocky, yes. Da, 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 dang, 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 right? You know, like, so you, you imagine you go in the ring. Yeah, you don't go to your opponent and immediately give them a right hook because they're ready for you. They'll block. So what do you do? You jab, jab, jab very quickly, right? Quick three jabs and then you, you stun the person and then you right hook. It's the same in a business world. You don't go out to Michelle and go like, buy me something. Not buy me something. Buy something, right? Yeah. Join my organization. You don't do that. That's a right hook. You need yeah. to add value, add value, add value first. And yeah. Then the person will be ready for your right hook. Think in this way. Give little jabs through your content, through your conversations. Yeah. And it builds a yeah, lot of good Totally, totally, totally. <laughs> and then like, so how much time do you spend on social media? Say, you know, your, your daily, you just go to a group and just add people. Do you spend mm. an average of, do, do you, um, you know, allocate some time during the yes, day? Yes, absolutely. It's that? a discipline. It's a discipline. So I would encourage you guys to make sure you set aside at least an hour. Mm. Uh, think of it as sales activity, right? I mean, we all mm. know that sales is the, the bloodline of all businesses. Mm. So um, um, make sure that at the early part of the week, you're doing a lot of those sales activities so that you can cash in later on at the later part of the week. Mm. Uh, so I would say an hour would be great every day where you are researching groups and hashtags that can help you find your followers. You are adding them, you're observing them, and then you are conversing with them. So th- that would be that one hour. Um, you have to also allocate time to create content. So I would say that it's another hour. You don't have to squeeze all two hours in the same day. Um, but I would say that um, during the week, you need to at least allocate time uh, to create a piece of content. So um, the easiest way to create content is to not create content, is to document your life. Mm. So what you do is every day as you live your life, you ask yourself, you know, what's something interesting that's happened to you today? 
because uh, on, on social media, the best language is stories. So tell us something that happened to you or to your kids or to you and your conversation with your customers that it's interesting and then highlight to us what we can learn from it, a lesson, or you could have a conversation with us by ending with a question. So just by doing that, you have content every day. Because unless you're telling me you live a very boring life, then perhaps you need to step up a little bit and live a little, uh, talk to more people, try new things so that you have more things to talk about. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes people are like, just, so today I really don't have anything to post. Um, so do you plan your, your post in advance? Yes. Yeah, I mean, there are days where I don't even want to get out of my bed. <laughs> yeah, like oh, I, I hate my life. <laughs> right? I'm sure there are days like that. Yeah. Uh, so the the cool thing is there will also be days where you've got so much things interesting things that happen that you have like five to six stories. So you keep them in your story bank and you release them bit by bit. So on days where you you don't have good content, you can you can use the content that you saved up, like your emergency fund. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I do that too sometimes. <laughs> so like just like for images as well, right? Just to bang a whole lot. Yes. Then, yeah. Slowly. Oh, talking about images, right? Here's how you organize it. So I I, I call it a me five strategy. Remember, I told you to go and talk to your customers, yeah. and your friends, and like what makes you attractive, and you take note of the five keywords or five themes, right? So Michelle, what would be yours? Like if you were to ask your your audience, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, if this is, I mean, I'm sure they will tell you a lot of good stuff. What yes, would you want? I have that I have asked up? them. So they liked. Um, um, yeah, being um, inspiring, being positive. Um, they like, um, interestingly, I didn't think that they lie, but they told me that they actually like seeing me just, you know, spending time with my kids, what I do with my kids, even though I don't really do a lot of that. They say that's what they like to see. Um, uh, what else? Um, yeah, motivational quotes. And I, I've actually got my five. What did I? I forgot about <laughs> it. <laughs> I think I forgot like, yeah. And then... Um, but, uh-huh. Yeah, again. Oh, uh, yeah. And but, then, oh, yeah. I mean, that's good enough. Because, getting, like, you know, skincare, self-care, looking good, being ah. healthy. Yeah, that's one more thing. And oh. then, uh, yeah, just really self-development, my self-development journey because that I'm, that's, I'm re- that's what I've been really into since I was young. So I share that my journey with them and I think, uh, yeah, some of them. There you go, five things. That. And you know what's the best part? Now you create five folders in your photo album. Yeah. One album is called Inspiring. One album is called Motivation. One album is with kids. And then what you do is just leave your life, but take lots of pictures and videos and organize them in that five folders. And then what you do is you alternate your content because people like you for being multidimensional. They don't want you to just always be about business, business, business. They want right. to see the mom aspect of you. They want to see the human aspect of you. So um, that's how you start collecting content. Yeah, and that's also how you can reach out to maybe people who first just follow me because of the kids' content. They may not be interested in business, but because of the kids' one, in between they see some business one, then they you know they pick their interest, and then that's when they exactly may go into the other niche that I'm. A hundred percent, because you can't control when the person is ready to buy. You mm. never know when they're gonna buy. Mm. All you do know is if I can keep communicating with them on a consistent basis, at some point they will when they're ready. Mm. So, Eric, you are very still young. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to hit forty soon. <laughs> Maybe it's just the the design. You know, since Mister Invisible Day, now you are next yeah. in your field. So, um, yeah. So you use social media to do that. Mm. Quite a bit. Oh yes. Um. So so I mean, if you if you go back to that story, right? Uh, mm. I it was a very big epiphany for me because I know that I need to build my personal brand. I yes. need to be known, loved, and respected for a certain topic. 
with a certain audience. Now, but traditionally, for you to do that, you either need to be a celebrity or you need to have a, a big achievement, like, you know, maybe lose a leg on an arm or something like that and survive an accident, right? Oh, that yeah. is how you, how you, or you have money to buy PR agencies uh, to, to do coverage for you. Mm. But I was born in a time where Facebook just got started. So uh, I started saying, you know what? With social media, you and I and everybody watching this right now, we are all a media company. You see, Michelle, you're right now a talk show host, right? And if I'm doing a podcast, then I'm a DJ. So we are all content producers. So I started putting out content. Like everything that I just shared with you, I started doing that. And that's how I started catching attention from uh, not just local customers, but customers from Malaysia. And, and obviously, you know, if you do a good job, then people will talk about you. But uh, it makes it easy to talk about you because you have a Facebook page or profile. So, so things start to grow. So I started growing my influence in Malaysia. And, and I think it's important to stay close to your customers because your customers will lead you to the next frontier. So when I first started, I was teaching communications. Mm. Uh, and then after that, it kind of evolved into personal charisma. But it was in 2016 that I pivoted. And if I had not pivoted, I would have died in my business. Because yeah. I remember I was in Taiwan and I, I was trying to teach. I was trying to sell this big boss a, a program on charisma, right? And he said, Eric, listen. My salespeople have two types. The, the new one and the experienced one. The new one and the experienced one, they have problems finding customers. Mm. And the new one have problems closing those customers too. There's no point teaching them charisma if they cannot even get customers. Boom. I was like, oh my God, yeah, maybe I should take a step back. Instead of teaching them how to be charismatic, let me teach them how to make their business charismatic so that they can attract customers. So I started going into marketing. And, and see, that's the thing. A lot of times when people come to you and say, I want to build a business, but I don't know what business to go into. Wrong question. The question you should be asking yourself is what problem do you want to solve? Because all good businesses solve great problems. Solve a bigger problem, you make more profits. So I think that by getting myself very close to my customers, I'm constantly seeing at least one or two years ahead of what problems they're facing. And then I'll go find a solution. And I started positioning myself as a solution provider for that. And that's how you keep evolving. evolving. And that led me to uh, having a global presence right now. The reason is because social media allows you to reach out to the entire world. And the entire world needs social media. Uh, and we're dealing with human beings. So it doesn't matter if you're American, you're Middle Eastern or Chinese. The behaviors are almost the same. Yes. So uh, yeah, so that, that's what's happening right now. Awesome, awesome. So you provide training programs, um, B2B, B2C? Both. Uh, so I, I, I work very closely with, so I'm still hired by uh, conferences, I'm mm -hmm. mainly to speak at sales conferences, to uh, teach about how do they look for, uh, how do they look for customers using social media. But uh, recently, I've also started uh, teaching on webinars, you know, to like the process I've just showed you to share yeah. them from end to end. How do you find your customers? Mm -hmm. yeah. Especially these days, as there are actually more, um, People who work from home, remote worker, I think they are forced. on their own, people yeah. who would need teaching. You know, there's this joke. Uh, it says there, who is the one that is responsible for digital innovation? Is it your CEO, your CTO, oh, yeah. or COVID-19? And the answer is COVID-19. I probably saw it from your post. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I saw it from someone's post. And I was thinking, oh my God, that's so true. Uh, I have a student of mine who just signed up for a program three months ago and he confessed to me yesterday, I only started opening your membership site yesterday night after receiving news that Singapore is extending circuit breaker because <laughs> uh, he realized that he can't wait it out. Yeah. It's the new yeah. normal. This is the new normal. It is. It is like, I mean, why, why do people even call 
like what is normal anymore, right? Because before I always, people are like, oh, okay, so they, they're not adapting. Like you either adapt or you die. <laughs> this is wow. how it is going to be like. It's not going to be anytime soon. Life will not go back to how it is before. Let's not call that normal because it's gone. Yeah. That you know something, uh, Michelle. Uh, you know who, everything started in Wuhan, right? Remember that they, mm. they had a virus there, and then they had a two and a half months of lockdown. Recently, they released all their citizens, right? But yes. guess what? No one's going to restaurants. Yeah, it will take. Restaurants a while. are still dying because habits, new habits have formed. Uh, you know this: habit takes twenty-one days to form, but they spend ninety days at home, shopping mm. online, watching mm. entertainment online, doing business online, right. uh, working online. They're not going to change those habits. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think I will here. immediately go out and, you know, do my usual thing and go and, you know, do a big gathering somewhere. No way. You will, no. you will wait it out to make sure, hey, yeah. I don't know, two, three months before, you know. I'm actually thinking it's probably going to be a year before you weed it out. <clears throat> and and oh, imagine yeah. this. You see, I, I'm a boss myself, right? Yeah. I'm realizing that, oh my God. I can get all my guys to work from home. I'm just going to get them good webcams and laptop and, and they are more efficient. I mean, putting yeah. the right processes in, they're more efficient. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. save on all their claims. <laughs> right? Why would I want them to continue going to office to work? I can now save on my rental. Yes, yes. I did that too. I totally <laughs> just like ended my uh, co-working space right <laughs> Exactly. I think they, they're going to die. They, they better innovate. Uh, um, but, but oh my God, I'm saving a lot of money from working from home. Mm. So I'm actually not going to change. I'm actually telling my team right now that, hey, you know what? We're not going to do any more offline training even after COVID-19. We're not going to. Because I can run more classes online than I can run a class offline. Exactly. And no more rental. You don't even need to rent a space. It's just a room. I'm just 30 seconds away from my bedroom. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so. I love this life actually. I mean, I hate COVID nineteen, but I love this new life. And um, Mm. Mm. you're right, you know, Michelle. You're right. The one who adapts the fastest, they they thrive. And the one that's too slow. That's why there's a saying, you know, that in the new world, it's no longer the big fish that eats the the small fish. It's the slow. It's the fast fish that eats the slow fish. Yes, and it's usually the smallest fish, like this, you know, individual entrepreneur like us, because we're nimble, we're agile. Whereas the big corporation, it takes a while to like yes. processes and change, you know, um, SOPs and all 100%. that. So this is a great time, I think. I take this as an opportunity to for entrepreneurs to actually like step up this is the time that you can not cash in that that's not like the right word in the you know pandemic uh, area but but to adapt to the new the new rules yeah yeah um actually michelle your i want to ask about your audience like so these are mumpreneurs that means Mm -hmm. but that's not the only source of income some of them are only part-time entrepreneurs right they still have a day job correct correct so before Mm -hmm. this probably most of them would have a day job yeah um Actually, 60% are stay-at-home moms with their own businesses or they're thinking of starting a business. And oh. we have 40% who are working moms and yeah, doing... Fantastic. And I want, I want to talk to the, all the... I want to first of all talk to the 40%. Like, yeah. you know, this economy, this thing, right? I tell you, companies have no... I mean, companies are made not for employees. Companies are made for investors. Companies are created to add value, right? Mm-hmm. To, to investors. That's why uh, our salary is in the liability column. And so when there is an economic crisis, let's face it, to balance that sheet, you got to go, right? Especially if you're a high-ranking official, you got to go. And you can put in all the work, but sometimes companies just have to let you go. There's no choice. It's, it's, they would just tell you it's only business. So I think now is the best time for you to double down on your secondary source of income with whatever that Michelle is teaching you so that you never have to be at the mercy of your bosses. 
And then to the rest of you who is right now working moms, your husbands are out there, you know, with one source of income. It's very stressful. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure being a mom is stressful too. But it would be really nice if a yeah. family has multiple sources of income because then you, you have freedom of choice. So whatever you're doing, Michelle, just keep doing it because you're helping so much people at a much deeper level. Oh, thank you. And, and I always like, you know, appreciate experts like you to come on the show. Well, thanks for having me. Sharing. And is there any last thoughts and things that you want to share with our audience? Well, I would say that, um, you know, if you guys are, are struggling right now or you're new to social media, you're still figuring out, I just want to let you know that uh, to start, you don't have to be good, but to be good, you have to start. So as long as you begin right now, you're, you're way ahead of the 80% of the other people out there who are still ignorant about what's happening. So, uh, you know, if you guys need help, I think Michelle is already there to help you. If you want to get more tips on social media, I talk about it every single day on Instagram and Facebook. So uh, you can follow me on those social media platforms. Okay, so where can they find you? Your Instagram, Instagram is Eric Goes Global? Uh, well, if you're an you Instagram user, then it's uh, Eric Goes Global. If yep. you are a Facebook user, is uh, just search for Eric Fung. Uh, look for me on my page uh, because that's where I put a lot of my content. Mm. Okay, so oh, back back to now that you say you have a profile and you have your page. So when you add people, your friends just now, do you add them using your personal profile or your? Page? Ah, okay. So here's the secret: add them on your profile first because it's a lot a lot easier to find people using your profile. Right? And, and you, you can group them, right? But if you have a page, people are more resistant to join your page because uh, as they because feel that, that you're trying to sell them things. Yeah. So unless you have a lot of, like I have 140,000 people on my page. So, so that's social proof. So that's different. But here's the secret. The minute you hit 5,000 friends, there is a button that you can press, which is called the migrate button. You can only do it once. It's an irreversible process. But what happens is you can control duplicate your 5,000 friends, which are qualified leads because you have taken the time to find those people and you can now duplicate that into a page. So now you have a profile with 5,000 friends, but you also have a duplicate, which is a page with 5,000 friends that are the 5,000 friends that you just added. Oh, I did not know that. So maybe I told you there's so many cool things about Facebook. Add me because I'm quite like, I'm, I keep my personal profile like personal. I do not add to anyone who have not met in person yeah. and I've got a page. So I didn't know that you can bring this to the other side. Yeah. And you know, Michelle, that's not all. You see, the minute you are able to find, you, you, you take time to find the perfect customers, your ideal customers, and you consolidate them into that 5,000, right? Don't forget, because you're constantly converting them outside of your social media platform. So yeah. that means 1,000 of them are on your phone, which you have 1,000 hot leads that you're closing every single month. Yeah. So that's, that's already sales. But the minute you have 5,000, you port them over to your page. Now you can run ads telling Facebook to look for more people like that 5,000. And that's how you amplify and scale. Wow. And I'm sure we will learn a lot more from you by just following <laughs> Eric and you yes. have any more social media and how to like all these needy tips on Facebook, especially, you know, go, go follow and ask, um, you know, befriend him. He's very friendly. <laughs> um, 